Hey, Devils fans, On the Line is a weekly auction series featuring unique Prudential Center and Devils items. Proceeds from the On the Line weekly auction series will benefit the Devils Care Foundation to help support its goal of providing life-changing opportunities for young people who live and play in New Jersey's most challenged neighborhoods. With a focus on community outreach, food assistance, and educational development. To bid on this week's item, visit NewJerseyDevils.com slash on the line. Hello again, everyone. I'm Matt Laughlin, along with my partner, Amanda Stein. Amanda Stein is with us on the latest edition of Speak of the Devils and the summer of the Devils construction of a coaching staff continues. We're very excited with our guest today, aren't we? Absolutely. The latest edition, um, you know, it's the, the little building blocks. And this one is a nice one because it's not every day you get to add a Hockey Hall of Famer to your, your NHL staff. And that is exactly what Lindy Ruff has gone out and done. Yep. Uh, Stanley Cup champion, as you mentioned, a Hall of Famer and recently a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins staff. This guy scored almost six hundred goals in his career so he's bringing the offensive mind with him (laughs) but I should say you know you have to play the complete game (laughs) and we should yeah exactly and of course we are talking about Mark Reckie (laughs) Mark Reckie of course joining Lindy Ruff's coaching staff is really exciting and we're super excited that you know we've been able to be the first people to really talk to him can you just like imagine he's gone from the bubble to um, being let go in Pittsburgh, to now having a new job with the New Jersey Devils that we all know he's really excited about, all in like two and a half weeks. I mean, this this coaching scenario, you know, changes so fast for people. It does, and uh, the swings of the highs and lows. Yeah. I don't know how some the, some of those who are uh, in that position can level it out as easily as they do. They just seem to accept it as part of, of the business. But we are happy, and I know Mark is happy, that he has found himself as a member of the Devil's family. So without further ado, let's welcome the newest Devil to the program. Mark Recky, welcome to Speak of the Devils. Congratulations on the opportunity that you've now been given. Talk about the excitement of joining a new organization and how anxious you are to get going. Well, I'm very excited. Uh, it's been a you know a little process here meeting with Lindy and, and you know and just looking at the young players they have and and um, you know the future they have and, and I'm just uh, extremely excited about uh, working with this team and. And working with the Devils organization and and, uh, turning it into a championship team. It's just been a couple of weeks now since your last opportunity. So what have these last couple of weeks been like where you've gotten to this point now? Well, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind, obviously, and and, but that's a good thing. And, and, uh, you know, I've had lots of good conversations with people and and throughout the league and, and, you know, but uh, I just... I, I, you know, Lindy and I really hit it off. Um, obviously, I have uh, worked with Tom Fitzgerald as well in the Penguins organization. We have a great relationship, and uh, I played with Nazardine, and uh, he was. I was in player development when he was in Wilkesbury as well. So, you know, just knowing people obviously always helps. And uh, playing against Marty for for forever as well, and um, just really the opportunity here. Just, I mean, it really, really excited me when I started to. When Lindy called me, and it's just uh, something I was um, 
I really wanted to uh, try and get, a, you know, hopefully get the opportunity to, to, to get on to be an assistant coach. What were some of those conversations that you had with him in terms of, you know, getting on the same page or making sure it was a right fit, not just for Lindy, but also for you? Yeah, I was great. I actually drove up to Buffalo to spend, uh, spend some time with Lindy, which was, which I think it was, it was great. Um, I think it was, you know, it was, it was better in person and, and, you know, we just talked hockey and showed him some of my thoughts on power play five on five forwards, how to, how to, how to work with young guys. And, 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 uh, we just kind of hit it off and, and, uh, just, it felt right. It felt comfortable. Um, I, you know, I know Lindy, you know, by playing against him and by, you know, being a player when he was a coach and how his teams play and, and, um, you know, so I knew a lot about that going in, but, uh, just being sitting down with him was, was, was awesome. I had a real good time and I'm um, looking forward to getting started. As you said, uh, you know, of Lindy played against, um, coached against, um, uh, but where was it where, when was it in that conversation where you felt, Hey, this is really going to be, at least from my perspective, a hand, a hand in glove situation. Yeah, it was it was pretty quick to be honest with you, and, and uh, you know bef- before we went to lunch, uh, you know we gr- grabbed lunch after we went through a bunch of different scenarios and talking about different things, and and it was just so easy just to go to lunch and just hang out and and uh, you know talk hockey and talk about life as well, and and uh, it was awesome. So I, I I had the good feeling right away, and uh, you know I, I think he could feel my excitement, I could feel his excitement. Uh, about the New Jersey Devils. And I think, you know, we, we both have a common goal. We want to make this championship team and, and we, we know it's going to be a lot of hard work, but uh, you know, that was the thing we talked about. We we're both willing to put in that work to get it done. You said the face-to-face was very important. So that obviously is the genesis for why you decided to, to make the drive, but what, what made that so important? Like you could have, you could have done it, I'm sure over the phone or by zoom, why did you want to make that trip? What intrigued you about this situation? You said, I got to get there and talk to this guy. Yeah, well, I think just looking at the the young roster, uh, what they have and, and the, the, the numerous, numerous draft picks they got coming up, um, you know, um, I also know Danny McKinnon, who's into the, you know, he's, he's also there through Pittsburgh. So, you know, it, it's important times for the team right now. And, and it just, it's exciting. I, I love working with young guys. I even loved it when I played and, and um, you know, I loved to work helping young guys when I played as a player and uh, I, I like it even more, you know, as a coach and, and I just something that I, I, I saw a roster that, you know, I think I could, I can make it, hopefully make a difference and help these young guys, uh, uh, growing to be in uh, terrific players in this league for a long, long time. You talk about enjoying working with young players, not just as a player, but as a coach as well. What's the main difference from, you know, being an older guy on the roster and, you know, helping cultivate young talent versus mm-hmm. being the coach who's really, you know, telling them what to do and how to play their game? What's the big difference there? And what do you enjoy from both perspectives? Well, as a player, it's, it's obviously, I think, because you're not, you know, you're not intimidating. You're you're his teammate. Uh, as a coach, sometimes you have to ba- you have to break that barrier down a little bit, and and you have to make sure that that I'm on his on his side. And, and there might be conversations I have with him that just might have to stay with us. Yeah. And and the player has to trust you, and um, you know that he has to trust that you have the right intentions for him, and 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 um, that's very important. And it's important to me because 
I want to build those relationships. I want to build that trust. And, and um, you know, I've been pretty good at it for a long time, and I hope to continue that. One of your roles will be uh, to help the power play, I presume. Uh, obviously, you've got the background, as you mentioned, in player development as well, recently with the Pittsburgh Penguins on the bench. So hockey's a very simple game in so many ways. What's the key to elevating a power play success rate? Well, you know, obviously you got to give, you got to give them some, obviously some simple structure and, and then, and then you got to let them play hockey. I mean, I think you can always give them, you know, to help them work. I, I like, you know, I, I want to, we have such young talent and, you know, you get, for example, Jack Hughes, I mean, he's, he's extremely talented and, you know, I want him, you know, to be a focal point and, and, you know, I want him to, to, uh, you know, to attack and to be smart and make and use his skills. And uh, that's something Lindy and I talked about and, and working with these young guys and, and uh, obviously Nico is a heck of a player too. And, and you kind of go down the list of the young players we have here, here. And it's just, I think there's, there's, there's so many good pieces to work with and, you know, you give them, you give them a little bit of structure and then, you know, obviously I think that always helps, but then they got to play at that, at, at that point. And, uh, they got to be, they got to be able to play and they got to play with confidence. And that's, you know, that's a continuum working as a coach is helping them keep that confident, helping them believe in themselves and believe in what we're doing. And, and, you know, we'll get them to buy into what we, we have because I think they're going to have some input. And uh, I think it's important that players get input nowadays. Um, it's a little different back when, when I played, you know, basically we got told what to do. So, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it's a 50, 50 now. And, you know, I, I want to know what they're thinking. I want to, I want to understand what they're thinking. And then, then I can help them even more in the, in those situations. I'm sure while you were coaching Pittsburgh, you didn't think of it this way, but could you see some of that lack of confidence in some of the Devils players, say a Jack Hughes, and look, we understand he was coming out of the United States national program into the best league in the world. It's an enormous jump. But could you see that as an assistant coach when your brain trust was getting together and say, hey, we can attack these guys. They have no confidence. Or is it that that really is maybe more after as you thought about this, this opportunity here? Yeah, no, they obviously when you're when you're playing against it, you see the talent level that they have and 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 obviously, you know, there's so much pressure now anyways in penalty kills. I mean, teams don't let try and let they don't try and let you set up. So, you got to be prepared for that number one. Um it's an old cliche, but you got to outwork the penalty kill and you know, you got to if you can get them on the ropes for, you know, sometimes it might take you 20 seconds to get it set up, 25 seconds, but now when you do get it set up, now you've got them in position where they've been running. And, and, you know, they might be a little more tired. And now you, if you get those opportunities, now you got to take advantage of them. You've obviously, you know, met the Nikos and the Jacks and all that. But what do you do now to familiarize yourself with the other players on the roster who maybe don't have the same type of star power name and what you want to do in terms of working with them as well? Well, every individual is different. Uh, every, every young guy's different, even, you know, the older guys, they're all, they're all different and they're all different to deal with. And that I'm going to have to get there and learn quickly, uh, work with them quickly. Um, like I said, I want to, I want to see what they see. Um, you know, when you get into a video session, I want to understand what they see and then I can, you know, tell them what I see and then we can, we can build that relationship from there, but everybody's different. You know, I see a, a young guy like Zaka, obviously he, he's got potential. 
um, you know, we got to try to get the best out of him. I mean, he's a high first round pick and, and uh, he had a pretty decent year last year, but there, you know, it's time for him to take another step. And that's, that's going to be, you know, our job as coaches to get those guys to that next level and, and, and make them believe it and understand it. And, and hopefully then they just continue to grow as players. With uh, such a, sorry, so Matt, sorry Amanda. With such a unique kind of experience here where we're not exactly sure when the season's going to start, when you're going to get your first taste of working with these players, will you reach out to them? Like, I know obviously Lindy does as the head coach, but is that something that interests you or that you and Lindy have talked about? Well, that, I was actually going to talk to Lindy hopefully in the next day or so, and I was going to get see if I could uh, make those calls and, and just introduce myself. Go. And, uh, you know, so that was something I was definitely thinking about. And I think Lindy would be all for it for sure. And, and uh, you know, just to get to know them. And then uh, once I get my computer, once I get everything from the team, I also want to watch a lot of the games from last year and, uh, you know, get maybe five to 10 games that I can, I can just kind of see what, you know, what I'm doing and maybe some little things that you're going into a training camp that I can, you know, right off the get go, I can help. And then, and then once you get to know them, it just gets better and better. We hope, pardon me, we do hope that the league is able to continue with all the good work they've done and we'll crown a champion and then we'll have a break and we'll start the season. And who knows, December 1st has been mentioned, but now there's reports it might be pushed off a little bit. My point is, Amanda and I have not had any experience of no fans, right? This will all be new to us. It ended on March 12th and we haven't started. You've come out of the bubble you had the no fan situation. I don't know that we'll have that, but no fans, things like that. How was that from from your standpoint? Yeah, it was it was different. Um, once you got into the game, you really didn't notice it. The one, the times you did notice is that when you scored, uh, when there was a goal, or you know, it just was it just didn't quite have that energy that uh, it normally would when you know eighteen to twenty thousand people are screaming like crazy. So it just didn't quite. But it, but once the game was going on, it had it had a pretty good, you know, it had a pretty good feel and the players, you know, the players did a heck of a job of trying to play and uh, they played through it and, and, you know, and they got excited about it. It's playoff hockey. So they were able to get uh, excited. Do you think that when it comes to next season, if, you know, right now it's just in this like little bubble kind of scenario where, you know, you know, it's going to be like that for the playoffs, but, you know, regular season is different from the playoffs. What type of effect could that possibly have on a season if there are many fans or no fans at all? Because it's different than yeah. the playoffs. That well, definitely. Well, there's no question there. It would be a lot different. I mean, like, you know, you have, you know, your third game in four nights and it's like motivation. Like sometimes the fans help you get, you know, that create that energy for you. And, and uh, you know, it really does help you. But, you know, so that it'll be that it'll be a lot, lot different if that's the, the way we have to go. And, Let's all uh, cross our fingers and toes and hope that uh, we we're able to to get some fans in our building and, and get that atmosphere where it should be to get through the the regular season. And then, if you consider the players, you know, on the Devils roster, they didn't go in the bubble, so they've really had, you know, it'll be almost close to a year essentially from the time of maybe not skating because some of them have skated on their own, but in a competitive environment. So what is the challenge or what do you think the challenge will be? Cause no one's been through this before um, of getting guys back into that, you know, game mode. Yeah. Well, you know what the players, once they get into it, they'll be fine. Uh, you know, training camp, 
you know, you're going to have to ramp it up right from training camp, get them again to get the feel of that competitive spirit again and, and really push them through that and help them get into that right away. And, um, you know, uh, again, there's a fine line between, you know, getting pushing too quick right away, but, you know, you just got to kind of build it up as you go and hopefully you get a couple exhibition games in there. Guys get that feeling back. Oh man, this is, this is awesome because it has been a long time. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, it, it can be a long time. And, you know, uh, the one thing is that I would think they're going to be in pretty darn good shape. So, you know, with all the time off and, um, you know, so that, that's, that's a plus. And, you know, especially some of our younger guys, this is a great opportunity for get them to get a little stronger and uh, work on that, uh, on that as well. So that, that can be a plus for our team. You had an exemplary career, Hall of Fame career, a lot of time in Pittsburgh, a lot of time in Philadelphia, Carolina, Boston. Who were the, the list goes on? Well, <laughs> couldn't keep a job, eh? No. <laughs> uh, but who were the influences? Like, was there a time in your career where you thought this coaching thing might be appealing to me when it all is said and done? And who were some of those influences uh, on you as, uh, as, from a player standpoint, what coaches influenced you? Yeah, I had I had some terrific co- coaches through my whole career, really, and and from juniors up and um you know ken hitchcock was my junior coach i had him in the nhl as well um he was terrific uh i had a you know great relationship with claude julian in, in boston near the end of my career um learned a lot from him um but i really wasn't really thinking about going into coaching that I was kind of liking the player, the, the player uh, management side, being on the management side. And uh, obviously we lost Rick Tockett and then, uh, you know, um, you know, I, you know, talked to our GM here and then had an, had an opportunity to get in there and, and uh, you know, and, and last year is, I really enjoyed last year. You know, it was, uh, you know, the first year you're coming off a cup, uh, back-to-back cups, you know, we just about, we lose to Washington, uh, you know, uh, in a tough series. And then, you know, obviously two years weren't quite that successful, but, but I really enjoyed this year. We had a ton of injuries uh, in Pittsburgh and, you know, it was fun being around the guys. They were really trying to become a team and, and, and then, you know, obviously March 12th happened and, you know, we went, you know, and then, you know, what happened after that, but, um, but I, I really didn't really think about it a lot until that time. And, and now I really enjoy it. And, um, you know, I'm just excited about getting better and better, uh, helping Lindy as well. And, and, uh, you know, from, from a perspective of my side, you know, and, and, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to work with him and Naz and, and, uh, I think we'll have a great, uh, a great group of, uh, you know, coaches who are going to push each other to get better. Where have you improved as a coach? Um, just learning a lot of, you know, I, I've really improved them. The one thing I've learned is that, you know, the kids now, it's a lot different now, our young guys, a lot different than when I played, obviously. Um, but it wasn't that far. I'm not that far removed. So I really, the biggest thing for me is learning what they, what I found in the last little while is I got to figure out what, how they see the game. Cause I, I think they see it a little different. They there, it's a lot more skill based growing up now. Um, you got your one-on-one coaches, you got your skill coaches, you got your skating coach. So it's a lot more skill based. So it's trying to figure out what they see when I, when I'm watching a video, I see something and I see it the way I do. I want, now I want to know what he sees, like, how does he see the game? So I want him to almost be the guy that leads it. And then we're going to talk about it and then I can really, really help him. And, and that's the biggest thing I've learned in the last little while. And, and the one, the other thing I've learned is, 
you don't really see a lot of young guys that have, uh, if they don't have it that night, they tend to not, they just tend to not be a factor at all. And, Mm -hmm. and, and you look at, you know, we always had a, a B game, a lot of players, you know, growing up when I played, if you didn't have it, you had to find a way to make a difference. And you, you needed another game, whether it was being physical, just being smart, playing defensively, playing well, and you're just not relying on one skill base. And, and I think that's something I can really help our young guys, especially with. Well, it has started for you, Mark Recchi, with the announcement and uh, the work goes on and on. A very short vacation for you, as it turned out. Uh, so it's uh, out of the, the, the frying pan and into the fire. But we're so happy that you're part of the Devils family. We are looking forward to your work with Lindy Ruff and the rest of the staff. And I know, Amanda, we can't wait. We can't wait. Let's know, go. It's been too long. Been let's go. Yeah, I'm ready too. Excited. So let's go. <laughs> let's, let's, go. let's do it. Yeah. Uh, Mark, uh, congratulations on the job. And uh, again, looking forward to working with you. Thanks for spending time with us on Speak of the Devils. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks very much for having me. I didn't mention it, Amanda, as a follow-up to Mark, but what I was struck by, and if you go back to the interview that we did with Lindy and the Mm -hmm. comments that he has made in other public forums about the younger player and how Lindy said he had to learn to deal with the younger player a little differently, and he learned that in his stay with the Rangers as an assistant coach, and Mark expressed the same thing. So, Clearly, they're on the same page, but it does tell you how quickly this game has changed as well because it's not like either one has been away from the game all that long, right? Not at all. Well, well, exactly. And, like, if you consider Mark, you know, it's not that long since he retired as a player himself. What was it, 2011, after he won the Cup with the Bruins, that was it for him. It's not really that long ago. And, you know, he's spoken – I urge people to actually go read in the Players' Tribune the article that he wrote when he was um, retiring or being inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame, I actually think it was, in 2017. It's really interesting because he does talk specifically about how – you know, Stanley Cup champions or championships are amazing. It's great to have the Stanley Cups that he does, three as a player. But what really fueled him, especially in the later years of his career, of course, playing in, until his, in his 40s, was watching that young talent and helping cultivate that young talent as um, an older guy on the roster. So that's only going to benefit this team who, I mean, Maddie, we've talked about it time and time again. It's a young core. You know, some of them have been around for a while when you consider Nico and Jesper, uh, Jesper Bratt, that is, but everyone is still very young when it comes to the players that are really dependent on night in and night out. And what I was most interested in hearing, or at least very interested in hearing, was when he was talking about those young players and unprovoked but he brought up Pavel Zaka, who is yeah. still a young player. Yeah. But clearly that tells you that, you know, Tom Fitzgerald is the GM. Lindy now is the coach. Mark coming on a step. And the message. Well, th- there's some, you know, I know sometimes the fans are frustrated. Maybe we all have been at times because high draft pick and just, you know, hasn't zoomed to the top of his class. But there is interest in making him an even better player. And we don't, we forget sometimes they haven't. He's a young guy. I think we saw a little bit of that towards the end of the year when oh, yeah. it came to Pavel Zaka playing with Nikita Gusev and Jesper Bratt. There was something about Pavel's game that really 
you know, jumped in the stand in the standings, probably <laughs> jumped in terms of his performance um, that unfortunately, because the season was cut short, you know, that was a bunch of games that were kind of left off of the schedule that would have been an opportunity for a lot of these guys to really continue on, you know, uh, on the right foot. So it'll be very interesting to see what, uh, what, unvo- what uh, unfolds next. Yes. And uh, we're getting a bird's eye view of the construction project right and so it's kind of like watching a building going up in your neighborhood or downtown okay edit another level edit another level so uh the coach head coach has been named and now one of his assistants has been named and you know it's it's fun to see the building going on it is and maddie i mean obviously you've been with the devils or covering the devils for a long time so you know mark playing a lot of his career in not only pittsburgh but in philadelphia as well i mean what do you remember about him as a player that you think can be a real true asset to this team because you did see him a lot. Yeah. And I think he touched upon it a a little bit in that he found a way he could score goals, right? Almost 600, as we said, he's in the hall of fame, but he always found other ways to contribute. And, And he touched upon that, that he sees some of the younger players because it's so skilled based and they're all taught how to, beat their man and yeah. shoot the puck and skate that when it doesn't happen, you have to show them that they, they got to find another way to contribute that night. And he always found a way to contribute, whether it was grinding in the corner, you know, he wasn't, he was a scorer, but he wasn't an outside the circle kind of scorer. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he, he went into, as they call it, those tough areas and he was in the corner. Yeah. And so I, I think he'll be able to, uh, that's what, that's what I think about a guy who could score and beat you with a, a snapper and a, a quick release, but also you were going to have to work against him all night long. It'd be, you know, I, I, I might have to call up Kenny Danico and say, Dano, <laughs> you know, you know, what kind of work did you have to do out there against him? Because Mark didn't back off from anybody, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's what you want from your roster, right? That's what you want. You know, no backing down. Yeah, exactly. And so we welcome Mark Recchi to the Devils family as assistant coach to Lindy Ruff. That'll wrap things up for this edition of Speak of the Devils for Amanda Stein. I'm Matt Laughlin. Thank you so much for your company. We'll see you next time, everyone. Be safe, be well. Bye-bye.